Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our Bible study and our time of ministry in the Word of God. God is so good. Um, these are exciting times that we live in, and I thank God for the opportunity um, to be able to come together again tonight with the saints to get around the Word of God and to just feast on that word, to partake of what the Lord has prepared for us by the Holy Spirit, and to um, take new steps forward, even on this journey that he's taking us on. You know, um, we've been studying um, for a few weeks what we have titled Guarantees for Success and Divine Guidance through the Holy Spirit. Guarantees for success and divine guidance through the Holy Spirit. I thank you, whatever platform you are joining us on tonight, wherever you are in the world, hallelujah, there is no distance in the Spirit. And what the Lord um, does with us here, He can do with you wherever you are today. I trust God that you and your loved ones are doing well, you are keeping well, and I hope you have your your Bibles, whatever device or devices you use to access the Word of God. Um, I want us to dive right into the Word of God tonight. I'm really excited, um, and I want us to cover good ground before our time um, our time um, runs away on us again. So, um, could we bow our heads and share a word of prayer together, Father? In the name of Jesus, I thank you for tonight. I give you the glory and the praise. Thank you, Lord, for all of my brothers and sisters, everyone that is online with us tonight, wherever they are. In the name of Jesus, I pray for them. I ask, Father, that your mighty hands um, will uh, be evident upon their lives as we all together gather around your word in this service. I pray for the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that the rain of God from heaven, Lord, will shower down upon everyone. That, Lord, you will do something supernatural. You will do something significant, something different and something unique in the lives of all of your precious people. Grant me grace. Help me minister your word with clarity and with understanding. And Lord, let fruits follow. Let those fruits show. And God, let the world see that we serve a living God. That indeed you give to your people good success. Oh, hallelujah. That you never leave us. That you are always walking with us. Always guiding us. Always showing us the way to go. I give you the glory. And I give you the praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you so much again for joining us tonight. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Guarantees for success and divine guidance through the Holy Spirit. You should know these are our anchor scriptures offhand by now. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. Like I said to you last week, just keep repeating it over and over and over again 
until it becomes a revelation to you, until it sticks so strong and it sticks so um, permanently that you can't even shake it. That everywhere you go, you're driving in your car, you are, you are, you are, you are repeating it. You are, you are in your office, you are repeating it. You are treating a patient, you are, you are repeating it. You are uh, putting out a proposal or doing stuff with your staff in the office or doing things with your business, you are repeating it. In your ministry, you are, you are pressing forward and, and, and walking towards goals and agendas that God has given to you. You are, you are constantly repeating this scripture to yourself. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. David said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Then he answered, he answered his own question. He said, yes. He has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail, he will ensure my safety and my success. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every time I say it and every time I hear it, something happens to me. Something happens to me. I hope that's your experience as well. Let's do it one more time. Second Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. David said, is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. Ooh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. He has made an everlasting covenant with you, with me. Hallelujah. He has chosen your family. He has chosen my family. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His agreements are arranged in Every detail, they are arranged and guaranteed in every detail. Nothing happens in your life when you are a covenant child of God that the Lord is not aware of and that the Lord did not have a previous and a prior plan for. There are no circumstances, no situations that you and I have to deal with that our Father does not already have a plan to help us get through. There are no difficulties of life, no troublesome circumstances or situations that our Father does not have a genuine plan for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good, not of evil, to bring you, you, that's you, to an expected end. God has a plan to bring you to an expected end. God has a plan to establish his work in your life. God has a plan 
to finish what he started with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say this with me? God has a plan to establish his work in my life. God has a plan to finish what he started in my life. God has a plan to do to the uttermost everything that he began to do in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Remember, we read this in the King James as well as in the Amplified um, last week. And today I'm just going to dive right into the Amplified and I'm going to read it straight out of the Amplified version. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall deal wisely and have good success. Say this with me. Make this confession of faith with me. Good success is mine in the name of Jesus. Say that one more time. Good success is mine in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Third John and verse 2. I remember that I was saying last week, we couldn't go that far, but glory to God. The Lord will help us advance and, and make cover a lot of ground tonight. So I'm going to try to go a little faster. Hallelujah. Third John verse 2. I remember saying last week, that I was just going to read this at the beginning, but my plan and my goal was to come back to it much later on during our studies. Because much later on during our studies, there is an aspect of our lesson, an aspect, and I don't know, we probably will get to that tonight, some part of that tonight, there is an aspect of some of the things that we are going to be talking about tonight that have a lot to do with doing well. Have a lot to do with doing well. So 3 John verse 2 in the Amplified, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and Prospers. Look at that. I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody may say, Pastor, what does this have to do with good success? Everything. Everything. I pray that you may prosper in every way. Oh, that is good success, my friends. My brothers and sisters, that is good success. To prosper in every way. <laughs> to prosper in every way. Not just some ways. Not just when people think about you, they say, oh, he's, he has a lot of money. That is, not, that is not good success. If all you have is a lot of money, but you don't prosper in other areas of your life, you are a true failure. You are woefully a true failure. Pitifully a true failure. Hallelujah. 
Like, like, like we said last week, the Bible says in the Proverbs, the prosperity of a fool will destroy him. Yes. So, so good success is that we prosper in every way. He says, I pray, beloved, that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. That your body may keep well even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. We're, we're going we're gonna to look at a few more versions of that later on. Glory to God. But then, we also last week read the profile. I said I wanted to read two Psalms, which I, which I titled, I called the profile I described as the profile of a successful believer. The profile of a successful believer. That's Psalm 23. And we read Psalms 23 last week. That, that's the popular Psalm. Um, the, the Lord is my shepherd. And we, uh, we talked about a few things about it. I want to jump right ahead. And keep on going. I want to go and read Psalms 112 today. Psalms 112. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The profile of a successful person. The, the profile of a successful believer. Psalms 112. We're going to read that from verse 1 all the way to the end. The profile of a successful person, the profile of a successful believer. Listen, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Oh, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. See, that's Good success. His seed, her seed, shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. That's good success, my friends. That's good success. Hallelujah. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. I said last week, using the example of the, the late um, Kenneth E. Hagen, sometime um, after he had served the Lord for many years, the Lord said to him, if you follow me, I will make you rich. And I tried to explain that even though riches alone do not make for success, wealth alone cannot qualify anybody to be described as being successful, even then, riches, wealth and riches, are a part of success. I remember saying last week, even the gospel, being able to preach the gospel around the world, requires resources. It requires human resources. It requires material resources. It requires wealth. It requires riches. I know the Lord said to me not too long ago, you must not be poor. You must not be poor because the voice of a poor man is not heard. You can be anointed. You can have life-changing revelation. 
you can have the word of God, power, understanding, grace. But if you don't have resources, your voice will not be heard. Satan is constantly working to silence the voice of the righteous upon the earth. He wants to give voice to people in Hollywood. He wants to give voice to the athletes. He wants to give voice to the people who are pursuing things, good things, entertainment, music, arts, drama. Nothing wrong with this as long as they are not things that are destroying people's lives. But he wants to give voice to those people so that those people become the pace setters in the, in the world. They become the influencers. You, you know what the world calls them? Stars. They are called stars. But God, wants, but, but God wants to give voice to you and to me. Satan wants to shut down our voice, but God wants to give voice to you and to me. Because he wants our voice to be able to proclaim to the world that we serve a living God. Many of the entertainers and athletes who have wealth and millions and billions of dollars, and yeah, they're, they're, many of them are doing good things. God bless them. Entrepreneurs and, and, uh, and uh, uh, philanthropists, and God bless them. I mean, I know, I know many people who don't, who don't go to church every Sunday, who don't read the word, who as we are, who are not as devoted to the principles of the word of God, but who are helping to eradicate disease around the world. That's a good thing. God bless them. That's a good thing. But, but God wants you and me to have a voice, a voice that declares to the world that we serve a living God, a voice that enables us to go to our communities, our cities, to, to change lives around us, and then to say to them, that's from the Lord, because I serve a living God. You serve a living God. Hallelujah. And even though Satan is constantly fighting and trying to shut down our voices, if you are a covenant man or a covenant woman, the covenant will give life to your voice. Whether you are here in person or not, the covenant will give life to your voice like it did for Abel, like it did for John the Baptist. Even though physically they were taken out of the world and cut off from their existence before, their, before the rightful time, their voices continue to speak. John the Baptist is still speaking today. Abraham is still speaking today. David is still speaking today. I just read, we just read about David. We just read the Psalm of David. We just read in 2 Samuel 20, 23 and verse 5. Abel is still speaking today. All of these voices have not been silenced because the covenant gave life to their voices. And one of the ways it does that is by endowing us with covenant gifts. Your gifts enable life to come to your voice. Your gifts, your, the resources of life that God gives to you enables you to enjoy the blessings of life and to be able to keep speaking whether you are here or not. That man, man of God, Kenneth E. Hagin said, the Lord said to him, if you follow me, I will make you rich. Having wealth and risk, and I said, I said to you last week, one time 
as they were building um, the, the Bible college um, and they had a fundraiser for, how many people do you know? Even if they will give one million or three million or five million to uh, helping eradicate malaria and helping solve COVID and all of these are very good things. But you can't compare that to the, the power and the significance of getting the gospel to many lives, especially when you accompany that gospel also with charitable giving, giving humanitarian help to the poor, to the needy around the world. You know, nothing compares to that. Nothing. That is truly everlasting. Those are everlasting investments. I said to you last week, and one of those times they were having a fundraiser in order to be able to um, um, get their Bibles, their Bible college established, Rema in Tulsa. And you know that Bible college has gone around the world, it's raised disciples and ministers and pastors, all of missionaries all over the world that are ministering, that are preaching the gospel. And, and you know, one of the times as, you know, he, he said the, he gave one, a single gift. The Lord had him give a single gift. He and his wife, they gave a single gift of $100,000. $100,000. Way back then. Way back then. And you know, if you, you factor in inflation and all that, that comes to quite, quite a lot. And he, he gave it purely to the gospel. And many have given millions to, I mean millions, just to ministering the gospel and taking it around the world. Now, my friends, that is real riches and wealth. That is real riches and wealth. You know, even the Lord Jesus Christ taught us there is something called true riches. And then there is something called mammon. There's something called true riches, and then there's something called mammon. They are different. Hallelujah. I know I, di I digress again a little bit tonight, but, but the Lord wants us to hear these things. I titled this the profile of the successful believer, the profile of the successful person, man, woman. In fact, in my Bible, I titled it as Kyodes Sam. <laughs> I put my name on it. Every time, every time I find something good, you know, everything in the Word of God is good. But some of those things I feel like I have to take, I take this one. I have to personalize this one. So I put my name on it. So this one, for years, I've had it right there, part of the title on Psalm 112. Kyo de Psalm. <laughs> Even Psalm 23, the one I, we read last week, means Kyo de Psalm. Hallelujah. I, I take it. I personalize I believe in it. I believe it fully. It's not a game. I believe every single word. I know some people relate with the word of God like religion. Yeah, some part of it, yes, maybe, but not a, no, 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 no. I don't believe that. I take everything. I take every part of the word of God. It's true, it's real, it's relevant, and it's for me today. It's for me today. Every part of the word of God. Hallelujah. And it's for you too. It's for you too. And I hope you personalize it. I hope you take it. I hope you grab it. I hope you, you grab a hold of it. It's for you as well. Glory to God. Psalm 112 verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Mmm. Shepaparakadasite. I don't know if you know this. There's something the Bible calls the reward of the righteous. Let my, <laughs> my handkerchief. 
There's something the Bible calls the reward of the righteous. There is a reward of the righteous. <laughs> There's a reward of the righteous. You know, in, in um, Matthew chapter 10, 41, I think I was too excited to get into the service. I left my handkerchief. I, I never forget my handkerchief, but I've, I forgot it. I forgot it today. I think I was too excited to get into the word. I think it's Matthew 10, 41. It's a reward of the righteous. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 31. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. So there's a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. You ought to sell her that. You ought to seal her that. You ought to go meditate that and revelate that. There's something called a prophet's reward and there's something called a righteous man's reward. It's very different. It's not common at all. A righteous man's reward. As part of the good success that the Lord gives to his people. A righteous man's reward. Let's keep reading. Time is going. Where are we? 25 minutes. Lord, have mercy. Help me. Psalm 112. Let's go on here. Verse 4. Unto the upright, there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man shows favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely, he shall not be moved forever. Ooh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Surely, he shall not, she shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Ooh, ooh. That's good success, my friends. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7. He shall, she shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Bad news will have no hold upon the successful person. Bad news, evil tidings, tragedy news, evil news will have no stranglehold on the righteous. Why? Because their heart is established in God. In Jeremiah 17, the Bible says, even when heat comes, they will not see it. They will not see it. They will not see it. They are planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. Oh, that is good success, my friends. <laughs> that is good success. Hallelujah. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. That's right. I trust God. Say that with me. I trust God. I trust God. You know that scripture? You know that scripture in Jeremiah 17? The cost is the man from verse 5 to 7. Cost is the man who trusts in man. 
right? Let's quickly read it. Let's hold here in Psalm 112, quickly read Jeremiah chapter 17. I told you I was excited about the word. I don't have all these things in my notes, but, but you know, it's just flowing out of that river of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Woo! His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. That's what he said in Psalm 112. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Say with me, my heart is fixed. I trust God. Say one more time, my heart is fixed. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. Look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man, that makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. See, that's not good success. No matter how much money somebody has, if their trust is in man and their heart has departed from the Lord, my friends, that's, they don't have good success. No matter how many good people surround somebody, no matter how many opportunities somebody is exposed to, if their trust is in man, they don't have good success. Listen here. He said in verse 6, For he shall be like a shrub, a heath in the desert, and he shall not see when good cometh, but he shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land not inhabited. He shall, he shall, he shall inhabit the parched places. You will not know parched places in your life in Jesus' name. There will be no patched part in your destiny in the name of Jesus. There will be no, you will not recognize it, you will not have it, you will not experience it, let alone dwell in it. You will not experience parchment in your life. Patch patch life will not be your portion in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say amen. Shout a living amen. Hallelujah. He said he will, he will inhabit the patch places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. Woo! Woo! But I love verse 7. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my scripture right there. It's one of my scriptures. My name is on it. He said, but blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope and whose hope the Lord is. Amplify, say, whose hope and confidence the Lord is. Blessed is the man. That's you. Blessed is the woman. That's you. Who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope and confidence the Lord is. You will know true success. You will enjoy good success. He said, for he shall be as a tree that is planted. Planted. Planted and established by the waters, and that spreads out her roots by the river. He shall not see when heat cometh. You will not know heat in the name of Jesus. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful or anxious in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The Amplified says, he shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought. See, his heart is established. Her heart is established. 
shall not be full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. As the man and the woman that trust God. As the man and the woman that trust God. Say with me, I trust God. Say it again. Say, I trust God. Say one more time, I trust God. Say one last time, I trust God. Let's go back to Psalm 112. Let's run on. Let's run on. We have, we have a lot of ground to cover here. He said his, his, his heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. You see that? He has dispersed. He has dispersed. She has dispersed. The Amplified said he has distributed freely. She has given to the poor and to the needy. That's good success. That's dispensing the blessing. He has dispersed. He would not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed. He has given to the poor. His righteousness will endure forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. God will honor you. That's good success. For God to honor you. A mere human being. God single you out and honor you. Eh? God elevates you. The Bible says in that psalm of the Messiah, that Messianic psalm in Psalm 45, anointed with oil, the oil of gladness above his fellows. That's good success. To be elevated. For God to pick you out in your family and elevate you. For God to pick you out on your job and elevate you. For God to pick you out amongst ministries and ministers and elevate you. For God to pick you out on your, in your business and ele- elevate your business amongst others. My friends, that's good success. For God to elevate you in your career, in your promotion, in your, sorry, in your profession. <laughs> Hallelujah. The words are all coming fast and furious tonight. The anointing is flowing. For God to elevate you in every area of your life, my friends, that's good success. That's good success. Oh, hallelujah. Shut up. He has dispersed, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. God will honor you. Verse 10, the wicked shall see it and be grieved. Mm-hmm. The haters will see it and be grieved. They won't know what to do about it. You remember, first they tried to stop you. Then they tried to throw things in your way to kind of cause you to stumble. Then when none of that will happen, they antagonize you, create conflict. But in spite of it all, God continues to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Hmm? God continues to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And then the more they see it, the more they get grieved. Hmm? They get so grieved sometimes, they don't even know why they are feeling sick. They just know they are sick. (laughs) They are sick because they are seeing how God is working in your life. They are sick because they are seeing God's mighty hands upon your life. They are seeing the anointing of the Holy Spirit distinguish you and do supernatural things through you, so they get sick. 
<laughs> he said he would he would gnash with his teeth. You see, even the sick, even the teeth will be sick. And then they will melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Even after all that, your haters will find that they can't stop the goodness of the Lord in your life. Oh, saints, it's just overflowing from my spirit. Take a moment and bless the name of the Lord. Father, we honor you. We exalt you. We give you the glory and the praise. We magnify your holy name. You are worthy. You are worthy to be lifted up and adored. You are worthy to be glorified. Father, we thank you for loving us so. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for honoring us. Thank you for preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thank you for giving us life and favor. We magnify your holy name. We truly adore you. We truly exalt you. We bless you forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you feel it, saints? Can you feel it? Sometimes I wish I could stop that clock. I wish I could just stop it. Just stop. Stop. Like you want to freeze it in time so that we can just, oh man, heaven is going to be awesome. So that we can just continue, just freeze that time so we can just continue to celebrate in the presence of our Father. Heaven is going to be amazing. Hallelujah. Let's talk about this before our time is finally up. We're 38 minutes. We're shooting for 45. What is success? And I want us to ask Webster's Dictionary. What is success? How does, I mean, Webster is an authority. How does Webster's define success? And then to close out, Hopefully, we can close out with 3 John verse 2, multiple versions of it, and then Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33, multiple versions of it. That would be awesome if we can get that far tonight. If I can get that far, that means I have just about five minutes. So let's, let's try to do it. What is success? Let's, Webster's Dictionary, that's an, that's an authority, right? And it, <laughs> it's interesting. Webster's actually defines success simply as to turn out well in life. That's, that's what Mr. Webster and Madam Miriam Webster, Webster's, that's what they describe as success. It says to succeed is to turn out well in life. So when you turn out well, in life, you are a success. Let, let, me, let me ask you, is there anywhere in the world where people cannot turn out well? No, there's nowhere. Hmm? Mr. and Mrs. Webster say, when you turn out well in life, you are successful. 
Hmm? It says, to achieve a degree, to be successful, is to achieve a degree or measure of succeeding. So, we say you are successful when you attain a measure or degree of turning out well. Turning out well. When, when you attain a measure or degree of turning out well in life, then we say you are successful. It says to have a favorable or desired outcome. Also, the attainment of wealth, favor, or eminence. What is Mr. and Mrs. Webster? That's how they describe success. To have a favorable or desired outcome. To have a favorable or desired outcome in life, like a favorable, like you are working on something and at the end of it you have a favorable outcome, you succeeded in that thing. Hallelujah. If you are an athlete and you're working on uh, uh, getting a certain goal accomplished and then you achieve that goal, and that means you succeeded in that. You're a professional, you're a student in school, and you, you attain a measure. To have favorable or desired outcome, you actually pass that exam with flying colors, you, you, you get that degree, then you succeeded. You succeeded in that. Hallelujah. And, and then to have a favorable or desired outcome. To put in a proposal, you're a business person, you seek increase in that area of your life, and you put in that proposal, and you have a favorable or desired or desirable outcome, desired outcome, you, you were successful. You're a minister. Your goal is to bless people, minister the word of God, and, and grant them grace and understanding, help them, bring them illumination so that they can draw closer to God. At the end of the day, that's the goal of the ministry and every one of God's servants. And then you do that. You are ministering the word of God, and you are seeing people's lives changed, people's lives turned around, and they are drawing closer to God in their daily lives, in their family. Oh, then they are successful. That's success. The attainment, it says, the attainment of wealth, favor, or eminence, one that succeeds. That's success. That's success. According to Mr. and Mrs. Webster's. That's what success is. Hallelujah. To turn out well. Okay. To turn out well. Let's try to close out because I'm almost at 45 minutes right here. I'm at 43 now. So let's close out. We're going to pick it up from here next time. All right. We're going to pick it up from here. Let's go and let's close out with these two scriptures, with multiple versions of these two scriptures. I'll see how many of them I can read. Again, 3 John verse 2. And I want you to pay attention to where it says, where it refers to doing well or wellness. Hmm? As, as part of the prayer that, that that apostle prayed. 3 John verse 2. I'm going to read this. From the basic Bible English, CEV, ESV, Amplified Goodness. Oh my goodness, so many of them. All right. Third John and verse 2. Let's go there. Quick, quick, quick. Third John. I'll pick it up from here next week. I won't say much about this. Third John verse 2. Let's, let's, let's just read a few of them. The basic Bible English. My loved one, it is my prayer that you may do well in all things and be healthy in body. Even as your soul does well. Look at this. To do well. That means you are successful. CEV, Contemporary English Version. Dear friend, and I pray that all goes well for you. 
I hope that you are as strong in body as I know you are in spirit. Hmm? ESV, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good news, Bible. My dear friend, I pray that everything may go well with you and that you may, do, you may be in good health as I know you are well in spirit. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amplified. Beloved, I wish above, we read that one before. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. New Living Translation. NLT. Hallelujah. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in your body as you are strong in your spirit. Oh, I love this. I love it. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in your body as you are strong in your spirit. Then that's success. That's success. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's, let's read a couple more. A couple more. A couple more. NIV. New International Version. Dear friend, we're, we're 45 minutes already. Okay. Okay, let's just read this. NIV. Don't laugh at me now. <laughs> NIV, New International Version. Dear friend, I pray that you may, you may enjoy good health. Oh, I love it. I love it. And that all may go well with you. That all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. Let's read one more. The Living Bible. The Living Bible. Dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you and that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and close out. We'll pick it up from here next week by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you have pre-planned and preordained that we will do well in life. That we will turn out well. We read from authorities of the language who said to be successful means to turn out well. To have favorable and desired outcomes. Aha! That's what we see in your word. That's what you planned for us. That, that we will turn out well. We will turn out well. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, all of my brothers and sisters today, that they will turn out well. That they will do well in their lives. They will prosper in every area. They, they will do well in their physical bodies. They'll be healthy. Ha, hallelujah. They will live long and they will live strong. And Father, that their souls will do well. Their souls, their minds, their intellect, their will, their emotions, will, will, they will get along well. They will get along well. Father, you will perfect everything that concerns them. I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
and amen. And amen. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, saints. Thank you so very much for being with us tonight. Woo! What a glorious celebration and party we just had in the word of God. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. I hope you can feel something like I'm feeling it here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you same time next week. Good night.